thank you for connecting to the media product of LifeGate Church. Pastor Brian Gallardo prays as this product goes out into the nations, that it empowers your faith, stirs your spirit, and pushes you towards your God-given destiny. For more information, please go to www.lifegatekc.org. Mark chapter number 11 and verse number 22, 23, and 24. What I really want to take our church into becoming is a Bible church. And we make everything so convenient that people don't bring their Bibles to church. And uh, it's kind of like going to school without any textbooks. And uh, we want to encourage you to bring your Bible. So we're not going to put every verse up there anymore. So if you have a phone that has a, have, has a Bible on it, go ahead and grab that Bible. Stay standing as it is our custom to read as we stand for the honor of the word. And uh, Mark chapter 11. It's good to have you home, Minister Drew Pickens. It's good to see your face. I'm not as happy as your wife, though. But that's a whole other issue. Stay, stay sanctified now. Just keep your eyes on the word till church is over. He said, I don't know if I can hold on. Well, you keep holding on, big baby. <laughs> Mark chapter 11, they used to say when I was growing up, when you find it in the Bible, can the church say amen? amen. All right. Mark chapter number 11, uh, we do have some Bibles that we can give you um, if you need a Bible after church and you're a young person, 25 and under, we do have some uh, Bibles that are, are triggered just for you, written just for you, and we need to get some Bibles that are for everybody as well and have those available uh, for free to give to those in the church because we want to make sure you have a Bible. And uh, Mark chapter 11, verse 22, 23, and 24, I'm reading from the NIV, which is not the newly inaccurate version, it's the new international version. And uh, Mark chapter 11, verse 22 says this, have faith in the government. Ha have faith in CNN and Fox. Have faith in the, the Democratic Party. Have faith in the Republican Party. I didn't, don't say none of that. It says have faith in God. Jesus answered, truly I tell you, if anyone says to this mountain, go, throw yourself into the sea and does not doubt in their heart, but believes that what they say will happen, it will be done for them. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. So here's what Jesus is saying. Have faith in God. Ask him. Believe when you ask him and you will receive when you ask him have faith in God believe that you receive have faith to believe that and you will receive what you ask him so I'm going to preach a message to you this morning entitled how to fight for your faith I want to give you some key principles this is this is part number one of a series that we're starting today brother and sister Pickens you'll have to come back the next two weeks now to hear the rest of it but it's entitled at the movies and today I'm going to dissect a few parts from the movie a woman king and I'm going to preach do my very best to preach it in such a way that's going to help your faith and give you some principles that will give you an arsenal when you leave here on fighting for your faith I believe that everybody in this room I think we can all agree that we all need faith on some level let the church say amen 
We all need faith at some point in our life to overcome the obstacles of the enemy. We all need faith at some point, I know I do, to walk in joy. We, I was talking to Mary before church, and I, she was talking about how precious Pastor Jillian is. I said, I know, right? She's like always that way. She's always smiling. She's always jubilant. I've never known her to have a down moment in my life. Me, on the other hand, I'm like a roller coaster. I'm up one day, now I'm like, I'm like this, and, and Pastor Jillian, she's just constant. And I'm like, she has to have faith to live in our home with a guy like me. But we all need faith on some level. We need faith to move a mighty mountain, a situation that's got to get out of our way. We need faith that things aren't going to stay this way all the time. We need faith that things are going to get better, that our worst days are behind us and our better days are in front of us. Can the church say amen? We need faith. Parents, can I hear you today? I got to have faith that my daughter is going to churn out just fine. I got to have faith that she's going to love God, serve God, live pure, live holy, uh, walk in her God-given assignment, be the little prophetess that she is. I got to have faith for that. A lot of us in this room are fighting sickness, and we have to have faith that our healing is going to come. A lot of us are fighting oppression, depression, and addiction, and we have to have faith that our deliverance will come. I don't know about you today, but I have to have faith. And if you could say amen, oh me, oh my, or something, that greater days are ahead for our nation. I believe that greater days are ahead for the church. I believe in faith that revival is going to come to the church. I'm tired of dead church, stale church, cold church. I have faith that God is going to move in the church again. Come on in here and say amen if you believe it or something. Now you all came to this place we call a church, a household of faith, because somewhere deep in your spirit, in your heart, there's even just a little tiny mustard seed of faith that God is working on your behalf. If you're like me, I get depleted from my faith. Can anybody say amen? I get frustrated with my faith. Can anybody say me too, pastor? Because I don't like the timeline. I don't like when God says it and then he performs it. I don't like that in-between moment. I don't like the delay. I don't like the progress. I don't like the weight of the Lord. You know, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. I don't like the wait time. That's a cuss word in my book. I don't want to. I want it right now. I want breakthrough right now, but God don't work that way. Come on in here. We got to have faith to get through it. Now, if you're anything like me, most days I feel like I'm fighting for my faith instead of living in my faith. And the question does not come, do I need faith? Because we would all say yes. The question that arises is how do we fight for it? How do we, how do we put on our boxing gloves and fight for our faith and get the victory of God? Because it seems like more than not, everything is fighting me for me to have my faith. It seems like if it's not one thing, it seems it seems that way. It seems I get one step ahead only to get knocked back 10,962. It seems like there is more against me than there is for me. It seems like there's more happening to me than working in my favor. Can the church say amen? It seems like there's an overwhelming war of resistance to my faith. But I also know anything worth having that's expensive and valuable comes with a great leap of faith. 
I know anything worth having is going to cost you something. It's the cheap things that don't really matter. It's the cheap things that have no value. But your faith is valuable. And your faith must be contended for in here. You say, Pastor, I've been believing for 10. It's okay. Believe for 10 more. I've been believing for 25. Believe for 25 more. I believe it for six. Believe for 60 more. I said something out of my mouth yesterday. I thought my wife was going to smack me in the back of the head. I said, well, you know, I used to think I would preach to the thousands. And I said, it's okay if I only have 100 on Sunday morning. She said, the devil is a liar. She said, you've already preached all around the world to thousands of people. What are you talking about? What is this thing called faith? Faith is simply trusting God. Faith is not a word. Faith is a posture. Faith doesn't talk. Faith just stands. And some of you in this room, you feel like all hell is coming against you and you're crying tears in the corner because you haven't progressed. But honey, you haven't quit. That's the thing. That's where your faith is. You haven't stopped. That's where your faith is. You didn't backpedal like a crawdad in the water. That's where your faith is. You got to learn to fight for what you want. You got to learn to fight for what you want you gotta look look at your neighbor say you know he's preaching to you today see see faith faith has to be contended for faith has to be fought for in the ring of the spiritual warfare of the world faith has to be stood up and fought for with your combat boots and your boxing gloves on you can't quit on faith you can't give up on faith just because you're in a dark hour what you need to start getting ready for is the sun that's about to appear out from those clouds honey you can't give up don't stop just because all hell's breaking loose come on itsy bitsy spider the sun will rise again you're going to come out of it come on somewhere over the rainbow god's about to yeah 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 so we got to learn to fight come on we got to fight 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 down the road just a little bit here on blue ridge boulevard there's a number 87 his name is travis kelsey and he will stand up at the end of the game and grab a microphone and he will look right at that camera as crazy as he is and says we got to fight for our right to party and that's where some of y'all quit some of y'all quit fighting therefore you don't have no party some of y'all quit fighting for your faith therefore you have no deliverance some of y'all stop fighting for your breakthrough therefore you don't have any honey you got to get your boxing gloves on and you got to get your fight back again look at three people and tell them you got to fight 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 you got to keep pressing you got to keep pressing the old church used to say you got to keep pressing for your blessing you got to keep breaking for your breakthrough you got to keep on going till you keep on going you got to pray you got to push pray until something I heard Jesus say it this way the kingdom of God suffereth violent and the violent take it by force one thing I can't stand about American Christianity we are so pathetically weak we are so limp-wristed and lazy God doesn't have a limp-wristed bunch God's got an army hello in here God's got militant soldiers who are ready to fight put on the armor of God and do warfare with the enemy. I got to find me three people who are ready to contend for their faith and fight for the faith look at your neighbor say yes look at your neighbor say yes say yes say yes say yes 
I'm sorry. I'm just getting my own breakthrough right now. You can watch me if you want to or join right in. But I'm up here getting my deliverance. I'm up here getting my help. I'm up here getting my breakthrough. You got to fight for your right to pardon. Somebody say yes. Look at your backseat Baptist brother and say yes. Yeah, yes. Yes, yes. Yes, yes. Yes and amen. Oh. I'm going to talk that talk, baby. I'm going to preach till my own faith gets up. I'm going to decree like a prophet until my own faith moves. I'm going to prophesy to my own doubt and tell it to get out. Somebody say yes. You don't know the hell we've been through. You don't know the mental torment we've been through. You don't know the witchcraft of Jezebel we've been through. For me to stand right here in my own mind and say yes, Jesus. You better fight for your right to party. I just might have to stop a party city after this. Buy me some streamers and some balloons. I just might have to stop through Dairy Queen and get me an ice cream cake that says you about to party and keep on fighting high and keep on breaking and keep on fasting and keep on praying and keep on fighting and keep on praying and keep on breaking and keep on fasting you gotta fight I feel like preaching today Is all this necessary? Will it sure beat your depressive, mopey spirit? That's for sure. Are you going to teach us, brother? Some of you've been taught so much, we could call you Dr. Dumbbell and ain't got you any deliverance. I don't just want good teaching, I want some spirit on the teaching. What? That's a problem with our generation. 
We got too much dead, non-Holy Ghost teaching. But not in this church, baby. You got a preacher that's intoxicated, that's possessed with the Holy Ghost. I want everything God's got for me. I want everything God's got for this church. I want everything God's got for Kansas City. And I'm going to fight to get it. Come on. Come hell. Come Jezebel. Come Delilah. Come Judith. I'm going to fight for our right to party. Look at your neighbor and say, you better fight, baby. Come on, give your neighbor a high five before you're seated. I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying. I'm trying to get there. Don't mess with me, Ben. Stay off that piano for a second. Don't mess with me. Jeremy, stay off that bass for just a minute. Let him use you. I heard you back there, Chris. Welcome to At The Movies. Best movie you ever been to? Well, you don't get this at any movie theater. You don't get deliverance at a movie theater. A lot of whole bondage you open yourself up to at the movie theater, but not at this, not at this show. You're going to get freedom today. Y'all are exuberant and loud. I just can't stand it. You like going to funeral parlors called churches where six-foot icicles get up there and talk out of the Reader's Digest, or do you want liberty and deliverance? Listen, if you're going to a dead church where a six-foot icicle stands behind the pulpit spitting out stuff that's not even the gospel, they don't cast out devils, they don't heal the sick, they don't win people to Jesus, they don't talk about hell, they don't talk about you were born a man, so you're a man, you were born a woman, so you're a woman, I double-dog, triple-dog dare you and command you to get out of that Laodicean, lukewarm, dead church. You going to preach like that, preacher, they're not going to come back. Well, they weren't with us in the first place. I'm looking for kingdom people who are saved to the bone and on their way to glory. All right, Chris, I see you. Well, well. Okay, so this is at the movies. And uh, online campus, sorry, up front, because some of this message is going to get cut off to you because we can't show it online. But what I did is I took this movie, The Woman King. If you haven't seen it, you really should. It's a great movie. It's not a true story, by the way. A lot of people think it is. It's based on a true story. And it takes place in West Africa. In 1823, and there's this tribe called the uh, Dahomey tribe. And it's at a crossroad because this new king in this tribe um, has a problem with the enemy coming into their tribe and kidnapping their citizens and putting them into slavery, selling them. Um, but the new king has a secret weapon behind closed doors that not many people know about. It's this regime of powerful women. Come on, Mother's Day. It's this regime of powerful woman soldiers. Now listen, Pastor Julia might, man, she look all pretty and stuff, but she's from Chicago. She will take out them big old hoops, take off her chunk gloves, and throw one at you. This king's got an elite weapon of women that will fight with all their heart to save their tribe. And so what I want to do today is pull out a couple principles from that movie to give you some hope and some tools on how to fight for your faith. 
I want you to know how to fight for your faith by the time you leave here today. And the first point, the first clue that I want to give you, the first nugget I want to give you is you must see how valuable your faith is. To this young woman, her virginity was valuable. She'd fight for it. I want you to see today how valuable your faith is so that you can fight for it. You don't have to stop fighting for it. You should fight for it Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, and Sunday twice. In Mark chapter number 11, Jesus curses a fig tree, and the Bible says that his disciples came by it the very next day, and it was completely dead. And Peter said, why is this tree dead? And Jesus said to Peter in Mark chapter 11, 23, if anybody says, look at your neighbor and say, what you saying? If anybody says and does not doubt in their heart, but believes that what they say will happen, it will be done for them. What is Jesus telling us in this right here? You've got to fight to believe. You've got to believe and fight. You see, your miracle, your breakthrough takes two things to happen. It's when God's sovereignty marries his will, and it's when your faith marries your speech. You in this room, you have to hear me today. You're going to have to fight for your faith. You're going to have to hold it as a very valuable thing. We must fight for it. We must contend for it because the enemy is coming to steal it. But I came up in here to tell you today the devil is a liar and you've got it in you. But you first have to realize that your faith is valuable and you have to fight for your faith. I did not have an easy life. Here is something you need to know about your faith so you can fight better. You must know that great faith does not come easy. I have learned that faith is called faith for a reason. It's not called the easy street. It's called faith. It's not called a breezy afternoon. It's called faith. It's not called the fun times. It's called faith. It's not called a handout. It's called faith. You're going to have to fight for it. You're going to have to go through rough times. You're going to have to go through hard times. You're going to have a moment full of tears. You are either in a battle, coming out of a battle, or headed to a battle. You can't get around it. And your faith will grow, and your faith will launch in those moments. All you need is but just a little itty-bitty spark. I want you to see today that Satan's battle may look bigger than God's blessing. You may be frustrated and think God's delay is his denial. You may be frustrated in your faith today to think that the world's pain may look like pandemonium but I want you to know right now it is not the time to cry it is not the time to waller in your tears now is the time to strap on your combat boots to pick up your boxing gloves and fight Paul told Timothy in 1st Timothy chapter number 6 he said to fight the good fight of faith and some of you stopped fighting a long time ago go but I came in here like a militant general to tell you to suck it up buckaroo to stick your chest out square your shoulders like a t-rail stick your head up in confidence and fight for your faith see you got to see how valuable faith is you got to know that nothing comes for free or easy and fight for your faith we are the church 
How do we fight and win in the game called faith? We must do this together. If we live our life for Jesus all by ourselves, eating our own beanie weenies and Dunkin' Donuts, we will lose. We must move together. We must advance together. We must win together. Alone, LifeGate, you're weak. But together, LifeGate, you're strong. Alone, LifeGate, you're going to die. But together, LifeGate, we're going to live. It's not good, God said, for man to live by himself. We are stronger in faith when we're stronger together. We are greater in Jesus when we're greater together. Come on, we are the church. We are his community. We are one people. We are the family of God. That's why we weep with those who weep. We mourn with those who mourn. We fight with each other, not against each other. We fight together, not against one another we're gonna fight together because we're stronger when we stick together somebody said I'm gonna fight for you look at your neighbor and tell him, I'm gonna fight for you Jeremy I'm gonna fight for you Ben I'm gonna fight for you MD I'm gonna fight for you we in covenant somebody say yes I dare you look at your neighbor you uncomfortable neighbor that, that neighbor ain't said nothing look at them and said I'm telling you he said yes Hey, happy Mother's Day, Mom, by the way. And Ruth, my sister, she's watching. Her name's Ruthie. Y'all didn't know that. That's her real name. Happy Mother's Day, Ruth. God bless you. Hebrew chapter 10 and verse 25 says this. Let us not neglect our meeting together. See, a lot of people neglect coming to church. In today's world, you got to have Fufu the dog, Bozo the clown. you got to have special musicians, special bishops, the archbishop, the pope himself, people doing cartwheels and have a concert and have a circus just to get people to come back more than once. Whatever happened to us meeting together because we love what God loves? Well, I love God, but I, I don't go to church. You love God, but you don't love what he loves? You're crazy. You love God, but you're not a part of his bride? Can I say that? Okay. And let us not neglect, I hear you, Holy Ghost. Let us not neglect meeting together as some people have got in the habit of doing. Do you know that 53% of the church walked out of its doors during COVID and will never, ever walk through the doors of a church again? But God has commanded us to gather, to assemble. We are ecclesia against the very gates. Hell will never prevail against the church. And especially right now, here's what Hebrews tells us, as we see the the day of his return drawing near. Let me tell you, I know it's not popular. I know they're going to send me nasty emails and comment all silly things on my social media, but I'm one of these guys. I still believe that there's going to be an eastern sky that splits wide open. I believe an angel's about to blow that trumpet horn and we're going to see Jesus in the clouds and we're going to be caught up to meet him in the air and we'll forever be with the Lord. I'm still one of these guys that believe if you don't serve God here, you're going to end up in hell there somebody say yes how are we going to get through it then preacher how are we going to fight we got to fight for our faith 
Many in this room, you've been through hell. you got story upon story upon story and scars in your past. But Revelation chapter number 12 and verse 11 says this. They overcame the devil by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. i got to encourage at least three people in this room to tell you it's okay that you got a past. Because your past is your testimony. Your past is saying the devil should have killed me when he had a chance. But let me show you my scars. Honey, you need to stop putting your past in a trunk and locking it. You need to start telling people how good God's been to you. I was up here earlier telling what God's done for me. I'm not ashamed of my scars. You want to fight and win with your faith and it's time three of you show you show each other your scars. You see your scars are your testimony. Your testimony has power. Your testimony is a scar. Your testimony tells the world I went through hell but B-U-T. I went through hell but God came through through i was hurt by this but god came through i cried myself to sleep many of nights but god came through i almost died at the hospital in the icu but god came through they walked out on me they stabbed me in the back they treated me like a dirty dog but god came through you see when we show our scars we get to tell our testimony and it begins to stir our faith that if god did it back then god's gonna do it now If God did it back then, he's going to do it next. That if God did it back then, I'm going to be all right and get through it. Somebody say, show your scars. Yes, Lord. Somebody say, you're wearing us out, preacher. I wish you'd jump on board and wear it out with me. In the Gospels, there's this guy that was laying by a pool called Bethesda. And he was a paralytic person. He was invalid, invalid. Some of y'all feel invalid. Like you're not invalid, but you feel invalid. And he was invalid for 38 years because he needed a miracle for 38 years. But he couldn't get put in the water for the angel to come and trouble the water for 38 years. And Jesus walks up on the scene and he looks at this invalid person, this invalid. And he said, listen, get up, take up your mat, go home and keep your mat. And the Bible said that that man was immediately cured. He got up on his feet that had never been stood up on before. He didn't need any physical therapy. He grabbed his mat and he went home. Now, I was wondering this week, I said, God, why did you tell this man to grab his mat? I mean, I can't imagine. It had to be full of feces and urine and dirt. It's what he lived on for 38 years. They didn't have uh, the pee pads that we might have today or adult diapers that they have today. This thing stunk. This thing was filthy. This thing was dirty. But yet Jesus has the audacity to tell this man to roll up his mat and to take it home and put it in the corner of his house. Why would you do that, Jesus? And the Lord spoke to me, just like he's going to speak to some of you. He said, because that man was going to come through another season in his life where he would face a downward hill, and he's going to face a valley in life where he's going to have to refer back to that mat and say, oh, no, devil, you're not going to win in this season because look what the Lord has done. If he healed my body then, he's going to heal my body now. If he delivered me then, he's going to deliver me now. If he set me free then he's gonna set me free now you gotta show your scars see 
we got to learn to use the tragedy of yesterday to fight for the victory of tomorrow. And some of you are embarrassed of your scars. You're embarrassed of your body count. Oh, help me, Holy Ghost. You're embarrassed of what you went through. You're embarrassed of the old you. But I would to detour and tell you today, you need to start being proud of what Jesus did and tell the world that God delivered me. God set me free. God healed my sick body. God brought me out of depression. Come on, Kelsey, can I get an amen? Kelsey was in the hospital just a few weeks ago, but devil, look at her now. She's in her right mind, praising the Lamb of God. Somebody say, show me your scars. Here's what I learned. Here's what I learned about scars. Scars are the mark of a warrior. Every woman in this room that's had a baby, you got scars on your body. How beautiful are you? You're a warrior. When my wife was giving birth to my daughter, she looked up at me and growled in her voice. I didn't know what was manifesting. And she said, this is too bad. But my warrior of a wife, she pushed on through and it gave promise to our greatest blessing. What I'm trying to tell you today is our biggest battles can become our biggest blessing if you'll learn to push on through the pain, if you'll learn to show your scars, if you'll learn to tell your story with no pride, if you'll talk about the redeeming power of God, show your scars, you can continue to fight for your faith. Sometimes a termite can take down an elephant sometimes an itsy bitsy can take down a big old gigantic some of you got the wrong concept it's not no big devil and a little god we got a big god and a little itty bitty devil what i want what i want to encourage you to do is to do what this general did you got to stop saying that you're too small well pastor i'm just a termite yeah but a termite can take down an elephant how are we going to fight for our faith we got to change the decrees of our mouth we got to stop saying my battle my battle that ain't your battle that belongs to the lord that's not your battle it belongs to him this ain't your war that's coming against you it's the devil and God. You got to learn to release it to God. Come on in here. Sometimes a termite can take down an elephant. Mark chapter number 14, Jesus dismisses his disciples and said, hey guys, I'll catch you on the other side of the water. He goes up to a mountain to pray. And the disciples are in the boat on the water and the Bible said that a big storm came against the boat and started rocking into the boat to drown it. And they begin to cry out to God, Lord, where are you? Anybody been there before? Do you not careth thou thee that I am perishing in this mess of thy suffering? <laughs> Jesus is so funny. I think it's funny. He comes walking on the water. And they get scared. He said, well, why'd they get scared? It was Jesus. They knew him. Listen, the guy was walking on water in the middle of a storm. They said, it is a ghost. Some of you feel that way about the supernatural. You freak out when the Holy Ghost shows up. You're like, oh, no, I'm scared. And Jesus is walking on the water. Now, if we all went to Lake Jacomo when we were in a boat and a storm broke out, me and Jeremy, a little tugboat, and all of a sudden the storm broke out, and some guy starts walking on the water, I'm freaking. I don't know about you, I'm freaking. I'm jumping over, leaving Jeremy, and swimming to shore. <laughs> this lake is possessed, yo. Peter says, if it is you, Lord, biddest thou me to come he says, Peter, come on. Peter steps out the boat. This is what life does walk about. One foot in front of the other. I can't do it. I can't do it, y'all. I can't do it. Hilltoe. I can't do it. 
He starts walking on the water. All of a sudden, he gets his eyes off Jesus like we all do. When we're walking in the midst of the storm. He starts looking at the waves. Oh, wave. Oh, wind. Help me. I'm melting. And he starts sinking. And the Bible said Jesus reaches down to him and says, oh, you of little faith. Now, I don't know about nobody in this room. I want that kind of faith. I want little faith. So we're talking about preacher. MD, I know you're anointed. You got swag and you smell good today, but you don't have the faith to go walk on Lake Jacomo. You just don't. Don't, don't lie. He's contemplating it. Yes, I do. He's arguing. He's been hitting his mic. Yes, I do, Pastor. So don't talk about my faith. Ain't not one person in here walked on water. Hello, church. What I'm trying to tell you is if it takes little faith to walk on water, then I promise you your faith is a lot smaller than Peter's was that day. So stop saying your faith is small. It was little faith that walked on water. It was little faith that dumbfounded the laws of physics. It was little faith that took what wasn't supposed to happen and made it happen, made the impossible possible. I don't know about you today, but you got to stop calling your faith little. I like what R.W. Shambach said. He said, you don't have any problems. All you need is faith in God. Stop looking at what you don't have and start looking at what you do have and continue fighting for what God called you to do. Somebody say yes. Come on, somebody say yes. Look at your neighbor and say neighbor. Sometimes you have to fight for your faith. You are Ezogi. Come on. You are Ecclesia. You are church. You will relentlessly fight. But you know what? You can't fight until you go and eat because you won't have the strength to fight. Look at your neighbor and say, you got to go and eat. Point number six is you must get up and eat. You have to begin to devour the word of God. You have to begin to eat the word of God because faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. If you don't get your nose in his book and get it off of Facebook, faith will not grow on the inside of you. You must devour the word of God. If you want to fight and win relentlessly, you got to get up and get your strength by eating the word of God. That's why the word of God said in Hebrews 4.12, for the word of God is alive and it is active. It is sharper than any two-edged sword. Some of you are trying to fight in your own strength, but what you need to do is get a word from God because Matthew chapter 4 and verse 4 said that man will not live by bread alone, but by every single word that's proceeding, continually coming from the mouth of God. Here's what I know about victory. A word Christian will be a winning Christian. Today, if you're losing the battle of faith, it could be because you're not in the word of God. You will not win in the war of faith by just listening to CNN and Fox News. They ain't going to cut it. You got to get in the word of God. Listening to preachers alone ain't going to cut it. You got to get in the word of God. Listening to podcasts cast about faith ain't going to cut it. You got to get in the word of God. It's the bullets in the gun. It's the ammunition in your spirit. It is the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Look at your neighbor. Say, hey, neighbor, if you want to win in the war of faith, 
then you got to get your Bible out. They used to call it growing up the B-I-B-L-E. That's the book for me. I stand upon the word of God, the B-I-B-L-E. Dr. Maurice Hart used to call it the basic instruction before leaving this earth. If you want a GPS for your life, you can't find it on Facebook. If you want a GPS for your soul, you can't find it scrolling on Instagram. Honey, get off social media. Get into his media. Get into the word of God so you can learn to fight for your faith. Come on, stand to your feet and fight for your faith. Look at somebody and tell them, fight for your faith. Look at the person behind you and tell them, fight for. Put your hands together and give the Lord about two seconds of praise in this room. That was weak. Come on, y'all. Put your hands together. I don't remember where we was. Matthew, I don't remember where we was. We were somewhere. And they started talking about hand clapping. Was that the men's conference? And they said, when you look up the word hand clapping, it's literally as if you're taking a hammer and driving a nail into a ground against the enemy. This guy, I ain't talking about like, I'm talking about giving the Lord a hand of praise. Can you for two seconds, come on, drive, drive that spiritual nail in the ground that you're going to continue to contend for the faith. Somebody say, I will. No, I didn't hear everybody. Somebody say, I will fight for my faith. Everybody say this, hell, just so you know, I'm not quitting. Come on, say hell. They're listening to you right now. There's principalities in the air. Your Bible said it. Everybody say hell, just so you know, I ain't quitting. I'm going to stand in faith. I'm going to fight in faith. And I'm believing my best days are ahead of me. Come on in here. In the name of Jesus. Now, Father, I come before you as your servant and as your mouthpiece. And I declare over your people for the spirit of doubt to be broken off of them. God, I decree and declare over your people for faith to arise and for doubt to go. I point to you principalities of the air. I command you doubt to go. I command fear to go. I command oppression to go. I command suicidal thoughts to go. I command Jezebel to go. I command witchcraft to go. And these people will fight for their fight I need three more people come on dig in your spirit and say it now say this fight for my Say the same. I'm fighting. I will win. Come on, say, I'm fighting against all sin. Somebody say, I'm fighting. Here comes my joy. Somebody say, I'm fighting. Somebody say fighting. Play that tambourine. Say I'm fighting. Somebody say I'm fighting. Some of y'all looking at me, friend, like this. 
You've already quit before you, you get in a room like this, you've already quit. How can you already quit? Somebody say fighting. I will win against all hell, against all sin. So run, I'm fighting. Against all hell, against all sin, come on, sing, I'm fighting, I'm fighting, I will win. Jesus is my help. Say, Jesus is my help. Say, Jesus is my help. Say, Jesus is my help, help. Jesus is my help. He's my help, help, help. I'm fighting. I will win. Look at your neighbor say, hey, neighbor. Welcome to Mother's Day at LifeGate. Tell him, say, we love the Holy Ghost around here. I don't care nothing about it. Kick devil butt. Sam Anthony asked me this morning, how you doing? I said, we're going to kick the devil in the butt. We're going to kick all doubt in the butt. Are you going to quit pasture? It's, you've gone over on your timer. No. What you want to run back to hell for? Oh, I'm such a hurry to get out of the presence of God because i got to go to hell. I've got to get back out to hell. i got to go to the Golden Corral. Why, I don't know, but i got to go there. I don't need chicken and a biscuit. I need freedom. What you gonna do? What you gonna do? Do what you gonna do? What you gonna do? Do what you gonna do? What you gonna do? What you gonna? What you gonna? What you gonna? What you gonna do, church? What you gonna do, church? What you gonna do, 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 I'm fighting. I say, what you gonna do when they come for you? What you gonna do, 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 boom, boom? We're gonna fight strong. And we will not lose. We're gonna fight strong. And we will not lose. You know, God told Jehoshaphat, hey, go out there and fight. Jehoshaphat said, wait, Lord, hold on a minute. He said, they are bigger than us. He said, uh-huh, but you ain't fighting. He said, you get out there because this battle is the Lord and belongs to me. And some of you in this room, you've been fighting all by yourself. But why don't you just let go and trust God? Why don't you follow God? Why don't you surrender to God and allow God to... See, see, Chris, we, 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 live, we live in a day. Oh, help me, Holy Ghost. Okay, I'll say it. We live in a day when Christians are burning sage to clean the room. Christians. Get, Christians are burning sage. Talking about, oh, I feel peace in here. You're opening the door to demonic witchcraft is what you're doing. We don't burn sage. We eat the stuff. I don't burn sage to get a devil out of my house and to cleanse a room. 
I stand up in my authority and faith and say by the name of Jesus Christ every devil in hell and every devil on this planet from the north to south the east to west get out of my house somebody say I'm fighting and I will win against all hell against all sin look at your neighbor and say hey neighbor we about to do this one more time before the lovely Miss Brittany comes. But you're going to sing it this time. Tell him, because you ain't, you ain't been singing it. Look at him, tell him, you ain't been singing it. Say, I'm fighting. And I will win, 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 win. Against all hell. Come on, Miss Brittany. Against all sin. Come on, just build your face. Say it again. I'm fighting. I'm fighting. I'm fighting. And I will win. Against all hell, against all sin, Jesus, master of the universe, I pray for your precious people today that you would empower them with the faith of God, according to 1 Corinthians chapter number 12, with the gift of the Holy Spirit to get the faith. God, empower your people with a level of faith they've never walked in before. Give them the faith to fight and to believe beyond belief that you're going to do just said what you said you would do. In the mighty name of Jesus, come on, put your hands together one more time. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I believe today's message was tailor-made just for you. Do us a favor and hit that subscribe button and become a subscriber to this YouTube channel. And then also, I want to personally thank all of you that week after week, you partner with us and you sow into the ministry of LifeGate Church. If you haven't done that yet, there's a great opportunity for you to do that right now. Just click that button on the screen and become a partner today. It will be a blessing to us and I know it will be to you as well. Until next time, we'll see you then.